This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore, Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Vivian Nicole Tesler, so excited for this conversation. How are you doing today, beautiful? You are just like this ray of sunshine. I'm doing so, so great. And thank you so much. I mean, beautiful, kind words, but thank you so much for having me on. I just have to say um, how grateful I am and how also excited I am uh, to be having this conversation with you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I love talking no to artists because I was one of those who dreamt about being on stage and singing, and but would never in a thousand years get up on stage and do it. <laughs> You know, I, it's so funny because I've been asked the question so many times, like, when did this start for you and how, like, how did you get into this? It was, I, I always say that when you're an entertainer or an artist, it's a calling. It's something that happens. Like for me, it happened at the age of 10 years old when I discovered oh, wow. my, my voice. Uh, right. But I was, I was, a uh, I was a, a dancer prior to that. I started dancing at the age of six. So it was something that really, you know, it was always there. And I, I mean, my story of how I started singing was kind of funny, but yeah, I know. And I've actually have all my friends, my closest friends are not entertainers. So they always are like in awe of how this is possible. But then when I go into like the theater world, everybody's sort of the same, but my best friends, they're like, I don't know how you do it. I, I don't, I don't know how this is possible. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Sometimes it's nice to surround yourself with people that have nothing to do with what you do for a living because you don't want to talk about it. It's right? true. It's true. It, it's true. And you sometimes you just, you don't want to be on all the time. Right. <laughs> you know, and you just want to talk about the latest fashion or, you know, what do you think about my new hairstyle or what do you like this handbag? I got like, like right. mindless girlfriend talk is just like, we need that as women. Right. right? Totally, totally, totally. <laughs> exactly. I think this is why, I mean, I don't know. I started doing this whole trend of like not having entertainment people be my best friends, but it, it started as a young kid where my best friends were not in it. So I, I think I was separated it, which was super interesting, you know, from yeah. like a young age. But anyway, yeah, that that was my my interesting duality of a person. I told you before I have like 15 people inside of me. Right. But that was my duality. And of, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get to some of those people. I don't know if we can get all right. to all 15. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> the for next one. <laughs> all right. So so Vivian Nicole. You're yes. an entertainer, singer, 
how did you get into it? You said it's a funny story. So can yes. you tell us how this all evolved for you? Because yes. you're you're really doing some great things like worldwide, which is yes. incredible. Thank you so much. Okay, so how do I how do I even start this? Um, it started for me when I was a young child. So my sister was actually put into the, a dance school, you know, the simple ballet and jazz and tap. And my parents, who are uh, actually immigrants, to they, I, I originally am from Canada. Uh, okay. They were immigrants to Canada from Europe. Uh, they, you know, they did the standard thing. Okay, we're going to put this kid in and then we're going to put this kid in. My sister was awesome. She was super great. You know, it was something that she really loved to do. But with me, it was something that uh, it was very apparent that, you know, this kid needs to be a, it, the way that it transpired was this kid needs to be a competitive dancer. It started in a dance school. Okay. Okay. So that happened at, at the age of six. And so I, yeah, so I just, you know, was thrown in, I had one year of dance, I was thrown into the, into the competitive world of dance and anybody who's a competitive dancer knows what that is. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there where I found my voice, uh, because dance and, you know, acting as well was in there, but, mm -hmm. you know, primarily dance where I found my voice, uh, happened when I was 10 years old. And I like to tell the story that I was, you know, kind of like every you know, the, the girls were in the change room and everybody was talking and I was kind of humming to myself or singing a song, you know, like all kids do, like very, you know, frivolously, not caring yeah. and uh, what anyone thinks of you. Um, and the kids started turning around. That's what I remember. And they were like, can you sing that again? So I did. Wow. And one of the kids, I think she may have started my career. I don't know. But one of the kids ran out to my dance studio owner and brought her in and said, you need to hear her voice. And so wow. there was like a whole little audience there. And I just, you know, complied and did the whole singing, performing thing. Um, and that honestly, to cut a long story short, really uh, snowballed into um, musical theater solos that my teacher said, you know, this is something singing, dancing, acting, let's combine it. Let's do musical theater solos. You can use a voice, you can dance. And that went on until I was about 18 years old. Wow. So that's the story of how it, mm. you know, very primitively started. Well, you know, it's one thing to be singing karaoke or singing along with the radio, but when you're doing what you were doing, which was acapella, that's, you know, a lot of really good and famous Musicians out there cannot do acapella. Right. You know, I'm, I'm. It's a very, 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 you have to really good voice to be able to thank, pull that off. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, I'm honored and humbled that you, <laughs> that you said that the people that I always looked, I looked at, you know, I, I was one of those kids that was an old soul. So I really, this is very strange probably for people to hear, but even at 10 years old, like I loved Liza Minnelli and Judy Garland. Like these were the yeah. people that I gravitated towards and held on to up until today. So, you know, those old Hollywood legends, the ones that were doing that real true triple threat thing um, that, you know, we do see today, but sometimes it gets lost in what, in yeah. what you know, what we're, where the world is going. Um, well, there's that, so much content that it's just, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, many times you don't realize that, um, who was it? There was, I was watching a movie recently and it was Ryan Reynolds and he started singing and it was like, whoa. Oh no, it wasn't, it wasn't a movie. It was like a YouTube clip that Ryan Reynolds did with, um, 
Oh my gosh, can't believe it. He's so famous and the name's escaping me because I'm really bad with remembering names, but it was just kind of like a little funny thing. His voice was incredible. Right, right. A lot of the times, many yeah. of them are triple threats, but they're yeah. entering the business through right. acting or singing or, you know, I think, yeah. um, you know, Gaga is a really good example. Oh my gosh. Right? I was just about to say, I was just about yeah. to say Lady Gaga. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I remember even when I was, you know, auditioning as a young child, you know, it was always like, what could you do? You know, all I can sing, I can dance, I can act. Actually, later on in the game, it became, you know, but what are you? Like, what are you? What one thing are you? And I'm like, but I'm all three. I'm right. I'm the true triple threat, you know? So that was a little bit frustrating, I remember, later on. But now I found a way through writing music and creating my own, my own little world where I can, you know, bring those all three, bring all three of those together. Love so it. I'm excited about it. Yeah. So I want to back up a bit because you said that when you, when you were younger, you loved listening to some of these older triple threats that 10 year olds at your age would not have been listening to. Yes. Right. And I'm guessing because as a, as a singer, and, and I think, you know, not everybody feels the same way about music. Like some people just like to listen to it. You know, I think everybody would agree. We all love music. It affects people differently. Right. Right. Like for me, because I'm a writer, the lyrics are what speak to me. And then if you have a great tune or, you know, um, song along with it, that's even better. For you, it sounded like you knew at that young age that it just, it fed your soul. Like it was at a different level that you weren't even aware of. I, I could not verbally properly put into words how much I loved it, but I think you you kind of nailed it by saying it was in my soul. And I mean, yeah. that's exactly. Oh, I've got that. goosebumps. <laughs> I know I, it, it was, it, you know, whether people believe it or not, like kind of, kind of like a past life, you know, thing where I came, I came back to like finish the job or something. There was an old soul inside of me where I was really, really hooked on to uh, people that were, you know, I was their contemporary, but they were like really far away from my, my childhood, you know, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, I would say was even, was even not even there. I would say the Christina, Christina, sorry, Christina Aguilera's and the Britney Spears's were in my younger years, teenager years, but these ones were, you know, Judy Garland was deceased already by the time right. I discovered her, you know? Oh yeah. And Liza Minnelli was still performing, but kind of going, you know, a little bit slower and slower and slower. So, you know, I, you said actually something very interesting about you're a writer and you like telling, uh, the story, the lyrics really speak to you. I was telling those stories on stage as a musical theater performer at a very young age, possibly not really understanding what I was saying as opposed to understanding it today, but I was forced to learn those lyrics, learn those words and tell the story through performance. So there was that real big understanding, especially as, as somebody who started out in the theater, you know, what kind what uh, impact storytelling makes on Yes. on a performance, you know? So, yeah. I wanted to touch yeah. That. Well, you know, and the thing is, is in order to really, like when you, let's just Lady Gaga, for example. Right. And when just the movie, The Star is Born, because that was just, you really saw her acting skills kind of come together with her voice. Right. When you hear her sing those lyrics, 
it's so deep that you have to be feeling it. Like, I can't imagine that you could really, it would sound that good if it wasn't really coming from your heart. Totally. And uh, you're, you're touching on a lot of really cool, really cool um, (laughs) ideas because I, you know, singing and songwriting for me came a little bit later on. And I started as a performer, somebody who would Mm -hmm. sing and perform and uh, emote other people's lyrics. And with the singing and the performing of other people's lyrics, the only way I, I, at least for me, I could relate to it was relating it to something in my life. That's the way that I drew, right? Um, And with her specifically writing and, and performing those songs, I mean, that was that, that that's the beautiful part about being a singer songwriter is that you're not necessarily having to do what I did to draw that emotion from, you know, that's the difference I think between theater. And I think that's what we're saying with theater and uh, yeah. yeah, singing, singing and songwriting. So yeah, I know. And, but she had to do it on film and she had to do it in a way where, but yeah, but she did write it. So at the end of the day, you know, <laughs> oh, did she? Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't even aware of that. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. I have a couple of those songs mm-hmm. from the movie on uh, my playlist when I go jogging and it's just like, it's just, it's like penetrates. Right. No, it's phenomenal. Right. She's phenomenal. And she's yeah. grown so much, even from the oh. beginning. I, it's been such the trajectory has been huge for her. So, I mean, yeah. she's somebody I look at. I hope one day, um, if Lady Gaga, if you're listening, I hope one day. (laughs) One day. (laughs) One day. Um, Yeah, she's someone I look at though, because you know she's in my 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 age group, and you know, and I I I love her stuff, and I love her, and I think she's I think she's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So what is what is your favorite types of music to perform? Like, if you could just blank script, blank slate, this is what I would be doing. So I, um, well, with my single coming out very soon, um, I'm releasing a disco record and yes. I saw that in your bio, but I wanted you to talk about it. (laughs) So yeah, it's people ask me like, why disco? It's something that I threw out, you know, even talking about Liza Minnelli, you know, her being a musical theater, uh, icon or a theater icon or a film Mm -hmm. icon and, uh, you know, an icon, um, when I think of Liza, I think of Liza in the seventies, you know, when she was doing or portraying as cabaret. And so there was that sort of synergy as to when I was like, where, what decade do I feel the most comfortable in? Because I'm a throwback. I'm a definitely a throwback artist. And it was something that I felt was the right, the right space for me to be in, to introduce myself. It really had all of the elements of Vivian Nicole Tesler that would make a lot of sense when you know coming out to the world um you know thoughts that I'm having even for a secondary record uh, fall in line with stuff from the 60s you know I love jazz I love it I love it starting off in the theater world you know there is a correlation there uh but you know we need to see where this goes and <laughs> and I would probably want to talk about that later but yeah that's sort of where my head's going and I think what people need to know about me the most is that um, I love telling stories and I love telling historical stories, you know, stuff from the oh. past. Yeah, that people um, maybe in my generation, even people that are older than me or younger than me uh, may not have heard, you know, and some of the things that came into play at that in that time period that shaped us today, you know, like, why are we where we are? 
you know, maybe it's nice to know a little bit about the past um, and, and not always, you know, maybe forget about it and kind of put it away. So I like to tell those stories, but I also like to be that throwback artist, that person that brings it all back and, uh, you know, reminds people about, you know, where we came from. I love that because, you know, nowadays, just like with fashion, anything else, it's almost like anything goes. Right. 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 And, right. and you're certainly seeing that today in the music industry. And you hear new, I just heard a new cover out, um, which was actually really good, but it was one of the songs that I grew up with. And of course, I'm going to forget it. Um, but it was like, it was a remake of right. a song that that was like really popular when I was younger. And and it was like, wow, but they did such a different twist. And it was like, I don't even know what to call that. Right, Because right, it, it right. didn't, it wasn't, there was a little bit of a lot of different things in it and people are just being so creative and just putting things all together. And it's like, wow. But I, but I love that because you, you know, and I, I think of my son who's Toby 23 in a month. Right. That he listens to Billy Joel. He likes Kanye West. <laughs> I likes, love it. You know, I mean, right. you know, probably the disco too. Like it's such a, you guys have so much music. Right, right. And oh, it, from. it's very true because I, well, now we have, it's so easy to obtain it, right? From the, from back in the day up until right contemporary today. Um, oh, I was going to say something, but I, now I, my mind went like this and I, and I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm being contagious here. You no, know, I, I, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yes. It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, oh, I was going to say, uh, I think something along the lines of, um, I love when people become very creative with, with throwback stuff. I love yeah. it. I think it's amazing. It, it, it really introduces a new generation to something from the past, which is incredible. We're actually seeing a lot of it in eighties music, the eighties yes. sounds that are coming out, you know? And I think the, the, uh, resurgence of, oh, I was, this is what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> the whole disco thing, you know, people also ask me, you know, why disco, why disco, why disco? I always say, and I, this is an observance that I had, it never left. It really no. never, it never left. If you go to a party and you're- You go to a wedding, let's speak. There is disco, disco's there and you have every age up on the dance floor, yeah. you know? Diana um, Ross, her disco songs are some of the top played songs at weddings. I don't have the statistic in front of me, but I'm sure that it's probably, you know. There you go. And then you have the Gloria Gaynors, you know, Gloria like Gaynors, I will survive. Yep. Right? I will survive, have, yep. Yep. You got the Bee Gees. It's always, always, always on repeat. That's so, right. you know, it has not gone anywhere, but at the same time, that disco beat is very much responsible to what we have today with an electronica oh. and house music. So that's where I'm like, okay, you know, why disco? Well, disco never left. We just gave it a different name, you know, like yeah. we honestly just gave it a different name. And we, and, and I, I talk about the late, there was, um, the the burning of the disco records right at the late in the late 70s you know people had enough of it but one little point that I want to say which is interesting I learned while I was doing my my disco record was that a lot of these 80s producers they were like okay well you don't want to listen to disco well, we're just going to sneak it right into that beat and it's still there right up until I would even say into the 90s so again you know you know, we're, we're, we're seeing the resurgence of like the eighties and the nineties and the seventies, but can we really say that it went away? I don't think we can say it really went away. So, well, yeah. 
I grew up in the eighties. Okay. And I'm the eighties girl. You have your, you have your, you know, you're dancing like this, that beat right. doesn't go away. Okay. Right. Right. Like how, how many, how many different variations of a dance can we do besides the line dancing and all of that? So at the end of the day, you still have to have that beat that people dance to. It's so true. It's, it's so like true. the same beat and everybody so dancing's never going away. We're, we're always going to be dancing to loud music and loving right. it. It's right. It's like the quickest way to make you feel better. Right. Right. Endorphins. Right? Yeah. Endorphins, dopamine. Oh. Right. It's, it's the best. I don't know. I've, there's so many things I can say. Like why mm. disco? Why disco? Why disco? Why? I love it. Why, why do off? Why, you know, the things from the sixties is because it makes you feel good. It was good yeah. music, you know? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so Everybody has a theme song, I, I think. Or if you don't have a theme song, you should have a theme song. I have yes. multiple ones. It depends on my mood. depends on what day of the week it is. You know, there's different theme songs that I love. What is your song that, like, for example, like one of the songs that I use if I'm running and it's the last mile, I, I, I it has to be Bruno Mars' Uptown Funk, right? And that just mm. keeps going. And I just, oh, and I'm I'm able to just dig deep and like finish that run. What is that song for you that can just flip that light light switch from you're gonna, off to you're, on? you're gonna laugh. It's not even in the genre that I'm gonna say, but the first thing that came to mind, I'm just gonna say the first thing that came to mind. Okay. Because I'm a competitive spirit and somebody that, you know, does not give up, like we'll find the solution. I will say Lose Yourself by Eminem. Nice. Lose Yourself by Eminem. I don't know. There's something, the words, there's something about it. Well, the lyrics are phenomenal, but there's something about that that really speaks to me when it comes to um, getting to the finish line and getting the job done, you know, like really I making sure. Yeah. So lose yourself, Eminem. Maybe love it. <laughs> I love yeah. that because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like when you have your your song, it needs right. to be something that speaks to you, that right. the lyrics, I don't know, the whole thing, like it just kind of fills you up you know, it gives you goosebumps. It just, it just makes you want to just conquer the world. Right. Right. I love Uptown that. Funk, Uptown Funk is so great. And I love, isn't Bruno that great? Mars. I love uh, Bruno Mars. I like, just saw him in concert. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I just saw him in concert. Not that like, long ago. Talk about somebody who is again, a throwback and again, doing the, the triple threat thing, you know? So totally. Oh my God. Much respect to him. Love him. Like I, I can't even, I can't even say it enough. <laughs> I mean, he, at this concert, he sat down at the piano and was doing ballads. Mm. There was doo-wop in there. Yeah. They were dancing, doing the doo-wop dancing, kind of like right. the whole line. Like he had his band, because I love I love it when they use um, the trumpets. Oh, my God. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love that. And his yeah. the guys playing the trumpet, the sax, and the trombone were dancing in sequence together. And it was right. like... Wow, but that, just but incredible. It's where are we seeing this? Like, again, this is going back yeah. to, you know, back in the day, you know, he's, he's pulling from back in the day, which yeah. I know if I ever met Bruno Mars, there would be, there would be a meeting of the mind in that, you know, in the, in the magic of yesterday and the magic yeah. of yesterday's music. So I love what he's doing. I know. And the, it's, it's basically choreography and music together. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's it theatrical. It's, the, but it's, it's theater. theatrical. Yeah, it's theatrical, exactly. And it was, it was, it was a check mark on my, um, on my bucket list. And unfortunately, 
you were not allowed to bring cell phones inside. <gasps> oh, so I was like, I am nothing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> my, my concert before that was Maroon 5. And I had front row center stage and I have right. so many amazing pictures of Adam Levine that, right. you know, I have right. nothing of Bruno Mars. I'm so bummed, but what are you going to do? You have to respect his privacy and, and how he wants to do it. So this is happiness solved. So we have to, we have to talk a little bit about, and we've been, everything we've been talking about is how music fills your soul. And it does, it, it just, there's nothing folks that can flip this switch and help you feel better than listening to, to, to great music. So for you, because the end, I've talked to multiple um, very up and coming successful, you know, musicians on this podcast. And I always like to hear like, what do you do? What is your way? Because it's a tough industry. Yeah. It's not easy. Right. Like talk about survival of the fittest, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, when you think about it, it's, and, you know, and, and there's no overnight success, anybody, right. there's no such thing as overnight, overnight success. You know, anybody that seems like they get their success really quickly. Well, if you look at the history, they've probably been doing this for at least 10, 15, 20 years. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, right. So what do you do to keep yourself going? Because I think now, no matter what it is that you're doing, um, and I, I just like to hear it from different types of professionals because this is so different and you're getting up on stage and the camera's on you and you're in the spotlight and, and that's a hard place for, for a lot of people to be. What do you do when you, when you feel like you, you've taken a few steps back and you, you know, because that, that old saying three steps forward, you know, two steps back, you know, and you know, that that's life, right? Right, right, right. What do you do? How do you find that within you to keep you going? And, and what, what are some golden nuggets that you can share with the audience to help someone who maybe is struggling with giving mm -hmm. up on their dreams? Right. This is such an important question for me, actually. Um, and yeah. I hope, and I hope I can add value to so many people because my story is interesting in the, everyone's story is interesting, but my story is interesting in the way that um, I actually, you know, I was doing this, my, my, entire um childhood and you know young adult life yeah. and I was doing very well it was I was successful you know things were going in phenomenal directions for me I was cast in uh, as a Canadian I was cast in two off-Broadway shows in New York wow. um yeah it was I was you know I graduated theater school I did I did I checkmarked all the wonderful things you know I auditioned in Toronto I was booking a lot of wonderful um opportunities there um, when I was my, you know, at the beginning, after I graduated theater school, when I went to Los Angeles, I actually won a, a, a televised competition to get to the United States at the time. So it was not easy for a Canadian to work in the States at that point. Right. So I had won, um, a competition. Uh, I think there were a thousand competitors and I won a uh, top female vocalist, top female dancer. Wow. And that helped me get representation in, in the States. And that in itself was a feat. That was like, that was tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when, when that happened, I was booking in Los Angeles and things were wonderful. Um, I ended up getting a ulcer, a bleeding ulcer. We didn't know it was an ulcer at the time. 
I was very young. I, it was very strange to be honest with you, because I was very healthy and I was eating, I was very conscious and I wasn't doing yeah. anything that was, that was bad for you. Um, quote unquote. And, uh, my parents, you know, came and grabbed me after not knowing what it was at the time, brought me back to Canada and, you know, really it's a long story, but to condense it, I decided at that moment that I wanted to maybe step back from the industry, not that the industry wasn't um, being nice to me or good to me. I wanted to make that decision to step back from the in, step back from the industry and discover parts of myself that I never got to do or never had the opportunity to do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And that led me down a very different path. So just to, just to, you know, just to, talk a little bit about that. Um, I started my own business. I went to school to become a paralegal. I was actually considering law school at one moment. Um, I, you know, when that whole thing was happening, my father had asked me, I was in school for, to become a paralegal. My father had asked me, you know, we'll, we'll pay for it, you know, go to law school. Your, your marks are great. Well, you know, go, you know, they were always facilitating throughout my entire life, anything I wanted to do, whether it was performing or, or, you know, that. So, um, and I said to my dad, I said, you know, dad, I would be great at it. And I would enjoy it for a period of time. Because I, because I knew that that artistic streak, and that performer thing that was, you know, in your soul from when you're a small child that does not leave Mm -hmm. you, even if you try to escape it, would ever go away. I knew that I knew I would find my way back to the entertainment business, but I had to do the self-discovery thing, you know, which I'm super happy. I did absolutely no regrets. It grew me as a person. Like it would have changed, it changed so many things about the way that I look at the world, you know, and how I conduct myself in the world. And, um, and that's sort of, this is where, you know, I went on this little tangent, but this is where I think would be the most beneficial for people to hear is that, you know, things were great. Things were going well. I wasn't leaving the industry because I wasn't succeeding. I left the industry because there was a, there was something in me that I needed to see. I needed to find, I needed to grow. And by going down that path, yes, I walked away potentially from an even, I may have made it longer for myself within entertainment, but, but at the same time, I learned and gathered things about myself that I never potentially would have received in that realm. You know, so now I come back to this space, releasing a record, um, deciding to re-enter, re-emerge into this space as a much more full person rather than somebody who is completely streamlined into one thing and hasn't discovered parts of themselves, you know, maybe later on in life. Right. So I don't know. I think that's really important. Like if you're if something's calling you to like go into a different direction and, and it's speaking to you, do it do it. There's absolutely, in my opinion, there's absolutely no regrets in life. There's only learning, like learning opportunities, you know? So it's really the way that we look at it and our perception towards our decisions rather, you know, to look at something and say, oh man, I made the wrong decision. I walked away from my dreams or walked away from my career, or did I walk towards myself? And now I come back as a fuller person, somebody that's able to give more in the songwriting space and more in the, in the performing space, because now I know more parts of myself. So I think this is super important. I think that's probably the number one the number one, you know, don't be scared. Don't be scared to learn or to explore or to dig, you know? 
Um, yeah. And then to really, to really, you know, streamline into your question regarding, you know, about giving up. So that was me going on a tangent about how I kind of came back to the space. What I learned was when I went through all these experiences, this burning desire that I had to be on the stage and to finish the job had never gone away. And it, mm. yes, I learned parts of myself. Yes, I understood things that I needed to grow and things that I needed to improve on in other realms, business being one of them. Um, but I come back to it and I'm like, okay, you know, now now I'm a full person, now I'm fuller person. There's still always growth to be had, but I'm a fuller person and I'm capable of giving and and you know, even receiving in a way that I wasn't able to do before. I love it. Yeah. Um I just grabbed my phone because I want to, I want to quote something and I don't want to mess it up because my memory, (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm already two for two of forgetting things while we're talking. And so it's cool. It's cool. You're forgiven. Oh, thank you. There we go. Okay. Okay. So, so this just came up to me, but so I wanted, I wanted to make sure that I had this, this quote from Steve Jobs because as you get older in life, and it this is this is what sums it up. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. That's perfect. And then this is, and then it just says, so you so you have to trust that dots that the dots will somehow connect in your future. And it's so true. And that's that's what you were just saying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to do that. And I was saying it before, you know, sometimes you have to take a few steps back before we can right. go forward, um, right. slow down to speed up. I'm at that phase in my point in my life right now where I've been slowing down to speed up. I've, right. I, um, I haven't been doing very many podcast interviews because I have so much content that I don't need to do any podcast interviews. So. Right. 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 And so I've just been slowing down and I've taken a few months this year to just, just chill. And just not really, you know, just pay the, attention to me. Yeah. There's a, re- there's a reward in that. You know, yeah. you've created, you did that. You created that. You yeah. made that happen. Right. So this is like, this is, you know, there's a little reward space where you can, you can yeah. do that, you know, and we need to yeah. give ourselves permission to do that. It's tough. Absolutely. For it, go-getters. It's tough. Yeah. <laughs> but it's very it's tough. Because I know for me, it's hard not to beat the crap out of myself, you know, (laughs) in your mind, you just start beating yourself up and it's like, okay, have some grace. Just it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to be this productive machine seven days a week, 365 days. We're not machines. We're not machine. We're not, we're not. I mean, our bodies are are really cool machines, but like they need, they need fine tuning and they need rest, you know, and our minds need rest, you know? So I don't, you know, I, I, with the, you asked, you asked earlier on about, um, I really want to hone in on making sure people or at least I like saying adding value, you know, not mm-hmm. making sure adding value that, right. that, that people starting out in the business that they don't become um, jaded and bitter too quickly. You know, they find, they try to find their equilibrium 
within themselves. They take the time to have a very good sounding board around them, have quality people around them. I have quality, quality people around me that help me, that hold me up in those moments where I'm doubting myself like any other normal person has. They have moments where they doubt themselves. And they have moments where they feel completely confident and they can take over the world, right? Yep. But having that sounding board and that really good grounding is super important, especially for artists, especially for people that are bearing their soul, that are, you know, that are out there trying to share something very vulnerable about themselves. Um, that's really important to have that, that equilibrium, that grounding, that space around you, those people, that energy around you that many people don't have. I, I find a lot of people are looking for, um, especially these days, they're looking for, uh, what is it? Quantity versus quality. Yes. You know? And for me, it's about quant it's about quality versus anything, you know? Yeah. That's where I am. And that's where I can create the best in a peaceful space. So I really encourage any listener to, you know, find that grounding, find that inner space, inner peace within yourself and make sure that you have really, really authentic people around you. It's important, especially in the entertainment business. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I've been talking a lot about this lately, just in my circle of friends. I've been talking to my son about it because he's starting to to learn this too. And like everything in life, what matters most is who you surround yourself with. Right. It's very it's, true. It's all, and, and, and like, you know, in the business world, you know, have a mentor, have a coach, have somebody that's, that's there, you know, who are you surrounding yourself with? Surround yourself with people who have gone before you, who have done what you want to do. How did they get there? Right. Those yes, are the people yes. you want to surround yourself with. Exactly. Exactly. And, and not yeah. energy, not energy stealers, no. are, you know, people that are, that are, yeah. I, you know, I, it, it took me a while to really have the nose, you know, not to prejudge, but to not yeah. give it all away. You know, I find, I find I was giving it a lot all away at the beginning when I was a little bit younger, you know, this is who I am. This, you know, like I wear my heart on my sleeve and wear your heart on your sleeve, but have a little bit of like, mm -hmm. you know, nowhere no, like a, that arm distance length of like, who are you dealing with? You know? Um, but yeah, the, the ones that, that went before you and the ones that you admire attach yourself to in the sense yes. of whether it's to listen to podcasts or to listen to anything online and not necessarily physically attach yourself to them, but, right. <laughs> but like, no stalking, no stalking, exactly, no stalking, <laughs> no stalking promoted on this podcast. Um, <laughs> but like attach yourself to the, to their wisdom and their energy and everything that they've, um, encountered has a lesson in it, you know, whether we can take a little tidbit from it, you know, or we can duplicate people's lives, but take those nuggets, those little tidbits from, from those people that walked before you. And, and, oh, I was talking to my nephew and he's in the stage right now where it's like, he's like wants to win, you know, when we're having a conference, that's great. I'm, I'm loving the fact that he wants to win and I'm encouraging that. But I, you know, I, I did mention to him, I said, you know, it's time. Sometimes you really must listen to what the other person is saying to you and, and and think about it and take that time before you respond, you know, to, to have that, that, that conversation and to have that uh, thing sink in or synergize with you, you know? And I find that a lot of people, uh, especially the, the Gen Z's and the ones that are, 
that are in that generation. I mean, everything's so quick and everything's so fast that we're not necessarily having those conversations and we're not necessarily watching or following or taking in from the older generation that has walked the walk, you know? They're not just talking the talk, they walk the walk. So, so I think it's important. I think it's important. I love that. I've loved everything that you've said today. What is the name of your single that's going to be released soon? So my single is called Discomatic. Discomatic, um, love it. Discomatic. And the record is also, the album is called Discomatic as well. Love it. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience and how can people, what's the best way to follow you? Oh, wow. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, Vivina Cole Tesler. That's my handle. Uh, I do have a website, same thing, Vivina Cole and uh, TikTok, same thing, <laughs> Vivina Cole Tesler. And I'm on threads as well, which is, you know, attached to my Instagram account. So you can all, you know, find me and follow me there. And yeah, and I'm very like interactive. So if you guys want to shoot me a question or, you know, talk to me about anything, I'm super open and, and just nice comments, people like really nice things. Yes. <laughs> I grew up with my mom saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, period. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what this like, you know, but no, I've actually, I have to say that my Instagram has been so beautiful and people, the people that are following me are angels, honestly, the nicest people in the world. So I'm really grateful for that. So all of my followers, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're amazing. And, you know, for everybody out there as an artist, you know, it's the audience that drives us and it's That's the, right. like we're giving to the audience and we're giving, you know, nuggets of information to the audience. And if it wasn't for the audience, where would we be? So That's right. I'm just grateful for that. And I'm grateful I'm, for you. <laughs> oh, Vivian, Nicole, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm grateful for my audience because I am now ranked in the top 1% worldwide. And wow. I'm so grateful for that out of 5 million podcasts. So yes. That is time. huge. That's huge. That's huge. <laughs> Celebrate. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? Now you can take your time and kind of, kind of yes. go back, you know, cause you earned that. So congratulations. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank That's you so huge. much. Thank you. I am following you on Instagram. I'm pretty sure I'm going to double check because awesome. I follow all the artists that I speak with because I want to be there as your cheerleader, as you keep succeeding. So you'll, you'll see old Sandy in the background. <laughs> no no you're sandy that's like the biggest deal <laughs> exactly thank you i appreciate i right. genuinely appreciate it and i'm following you as well so i mean we're, right. we're going to be supporting each other through our journeys thank you thank you so thank much you. nicole best of luck to you thank you I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.